Welcome back to the Turnbuckle Tavern and another edition of our Visits the Tavern live from the No Cell Studios. I'm the ace of the tavern, Stephen Acefield, and I am joined today by an up-and-coming talented wrestler, the Big Bufa, Desmond Cole. What's going on, man? How are you? It's having a dude, man. Uh, I'm just, just happy to be alive, man. Just happy to be doing this shit. Dude, I'm so glad to have you on here. I've seen you in the ring quite often this year, and you've been killing it. We're going to get into all that's been going on in 2022 for you, but you've been all over the place. Limitless, Creative Pro, Victory Pro Wrestling, Chaotic, Remarkable Wrestling. Forgive me if I'm missing any of them. Uh, how would you describe 2022 as a whole so far? Uh, man, uh, honestly, um, I feel like I've said this like story a lot, but I it, it just, I like to drill it in. It's like I uh, so last year I took a really ooh, my bad. <laughs> I took a really really bad um, ACL injury, and it was off the most basic thing ever. It happened, I think last September and it put me out for a little bit. Um, I returned in February, but throughout that time I was sitting on my couch and like, uh, I was like, no one's going to care. Like no one's really going to like pay attention. And honestly, like I, I sat there for a while and um, I realized I was kind of having like a little bit of like a buzz a little bit, like people were starting to watch me and then it just got cut right down. And I don't know, man, this is like, it's been like a dream almost this year. Like, I feel like at a, it's just crazy. Like all these promotions that like, I've just debuted at or made a really big impact that like, in in this amount of time is, is just been crazy. Like it, it, I, I, I would have never ever predicted this for some reason, like last year. So I don't know. I'm not going to complain, but this is uh this has definitely been, a roller coaster of a year for me, but like my best year in my career yet. So you alluded to it September 2021, partially torn ACL, fully torn meniscus off of like what you called a routine move. And you kind of alluded to the dealing with the adversity. And what did that what did that teach you? Because a lot of times you look from wrestlers all over the place of they really work on the character, the outside the ring stuff a little bit closer when they can't do the physical stuff. Yeah, I mean, hey, like, I'm still trying to work on, you know, who I am and what I'm trying to get across and stuff like that. But even when I had no choice, I couldn't even get up and move around, really. So, yeah, like, I did, like, sit there and I was, like, thinking of ideas or what would, like, draw people into me. And, like, I think in this generation, I mean, not even just this generation, like, people in this business attract to weird they attract to weird stuff like and like me like i have you know flashy get colors and and i i have catchphrases that you don't understand but you want to say it anyway so it's right. it, like i feel like when you you know when you do stuff like that it makes you stand out a lot so that's all i was thinking about i was like all right well i can't not just give up i have to think about things i'm going to do so when I get back to square run again, I uh, I kind of like get rebirthed a little bit. So you talked about the Big Bufa moniker and where that came from. Give us the story behind the name, explain the origins, and what was the influence that ultimately gave you, I guess, the opportunity to call yourself that? All right. Well, it's, it's, it's weird. So I was just – this happened back in like quarantine – so I was just hanging around with like my friends and I think I was like, 
I think I said something or like I I hit my friend and I was like boof boof and I was like <laughs> messing around with him and he was like that sounds like so weird. So then I was like, yeah, like imagine I was just kidding. I was like, imagine if I just like called myself that, like how weird that is. And then my other friend was like, like maybe you should, like maybe that, like whatever, like maybe you should do that. So then I was like thinking about it when I first, like I was very scared because before quarantine, I, I really like didn't have a character and I was like generic guy number four and just didn't know um, what to do. So I was very skeptical. And then I remember I was on the road and um, and I was with Tristan Ty. Are you familiar with him? I am, yes. So I was on the road with him and a bunch of other dudes on the way to a show. Finally, COVID starting to calm down a little bit when they're starting to run shows. And he said, why don't you do me a favor? Like tonight when you wrestle, like just try something new. Be yourself. Like you were a competitive break dancer for 10 years, a competitive hip hop dancer. Go, go try something new. So I went up to the announcer and I said, call me this. <laughs> and then from there, I have just built like myself into a, a whole new character. That's awesome. And dude, you just led right into the next question. There seems to be a lot of breakdancing tied into what I would label creative offense. And I think that's really cool. I think uh, JR back in the 90s just called educated feet. I, I see that a lot with you. Uh, is yeah. dancing and music something you're passionate about, passionate about still? You said you were doing competitive dancing back in the day, but are you still passionate about that something right now? You know, um, so this is crazy. So I was always the biggest fan of Michael Jackson. Uh, that was my, like, my Jesus, like, <laughs> growing up. So I wanted to, like, my goal was I wanted to be a backup dancer so I could dance for him. Like I could dance like in the background on stage and then he passed away and it like, it killed it a little bit for me, the dream. And I continue to do it and um, I continue to dance, but like the feelings just like kind of weren't there anymore. So now like, yeah, like I'll dance and obviously I dance, you know, for my entrance and stuff like that. But even around the house, like I'll, I'll dance and, <laughs> and sing and whatever. But it's all it, it's a good like uh it's a good escape route, as crazy as it sounds. Like it just you know, I feel like you can just put your mind away when you're when you're in that zone. So it's very similar to wrestling in that regard and similar to the breakdance, and there's some influence oh, tied wow. into your gear. No gimmicks gear made you this amazing in-ring attire that you posted on Twitter and you've been wearing it on the indies. Uh, what was the process like to get these done? I'm going to show the picture right now. And how did oh, you convey yeah. that vision? Like, this is really, really cool gear. Hand-painted, it looks like. this. These are awesome. Yeah, shout-out to No Gimmick Gear. Shout-out to Bitter Chain on Instagram. Uh, that, man, that guy, he I gave him an idea. And also, um, trying to remember his name because he drew the logo of my face. Phantom, his name is Phantom. He's also another guy I'll shout-out because he drew my, my face logo. Um, but I sent all this over to Bitter, and then he made this all up. Like, he made this graphic, and then he sent it back to me, and then, like, we were talking back and forth, and I was like, man, I, I love this. And then I sent it over to No Gimmick, and she just finished, finalized it by putting paint splatter on it and just turning it into real life. So, yeah, no, those, I love those new overalls a lot. They're so sick, and I saw you wear them the last time at VPW, so they caught my eye, and, and I think the overalls are a different thing. Uh, like you said, I wouldn't call it weird, but if you say weird catches people's eye, it's, it, it's a, it's a, an attention grabber. 
It's so, a good weird. You know, it's unique. Yeah, for sure. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, we talked about your moveset, educated feet and all the, the dance and that influences your moveset. Do you have a specific wrestler in mind? Uh, when you're coming up with some moves, you're going to break out into the ring uh, and someone you're pulling tape from on a daily or weekly basis. So, yeah. Right. So this is like where it's crazy. So my favorite wrestlers are nothing like what you see of me though. Like my favorite wrestler of all time is Randy Orton. That is my favorite wrestler. Um, and my inspirations like Brian Danielson. So those are guys that you would never guess, but like, uh, I don't really like, I don't really pull from much people more. So when I tape study and stuff, I watch like mannerisms and like, like Eddie Guerrero, the rock, like especially the rock. I, uh, and D'Lo Brown. So these are guys that like, I'm just watching and how they moved around the ring. But if we're like, if I'm thinking about what I'm pulling stuff from, like I pull stuff from Eddie Gordo from Tekken and, uh, I wow. do like, yeah, yeah. So that's where I'm, if I want to do something like that's really like unique, I go to like a source outside of wrestling or I'll look at what somebody's doing and I'm like, all right, I need to do this completely like different, even if it's basic. That's awesome. And the Tekken thing threw me for a loop, but I could see it. I mean, these are fighting games, even go through Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, some of those things you can pull from. And, you know, wrestling is be best when it's exaggerated. Jeez, you know, there's a lot to Christ. do with exaggerated movement and getting people to feel what you're doing in the ring and understand the story you're trying to convey. So I love that, man. Uh, so we are talking about Remarkable Wrestling off air a little bit. They've been on fire as of late, and you'll be getting a championship shot uh, from Gabriel Sky Friday, 1021 at Halloween Haunted Havoc. Speak to the current champ, Gabriel Sky, and what everybody should be expecting from this match. So, all right. So I, about this match, I have wrestled, and for people who are fuzzy, I've wrestled this man um, twice before this. I've came up short. Uh, earlier this year, I wrestled him. It was my second match back from injury. I came up short. Uh, last, no, two years ago we wrestled. I lost again. Uh, this is like my brother. I I train with him. I I go through these um, roller coaster of emotions with him. I I go I go through everything. I go to him for like everything. So to be here in this main event at this at these stakes, it's like I I feel bad, and the only reason I feel bad is because at the end of the day, like I know what I want. I want to be the ace of Remarkable Wrestling. I want to be the guy, and to do that, I need to upset the family of Gabe. I need to upset Gabe himself. And I don't want to do that because Gabe is, that's, that's my dude. But when it gets down to it, I, I have to kind of do this for myself. This is like, I, I believe I'm ready to get to that next level. And like, I mean, look, I'm not discrediting Gabe at all. He's, he is had an amazing year. Like he's defended that title against Jordan Oliver, ACH, Davey Richards, Akira. Like it just, you know, and he's taken the title like out of state and defended it. Right. So this is this is a guy that like I have the blueprint on. I'm with him all the time, but he also, you know, he knows me. So uh, who knows? <laughs> Looking forward to it again. It's a week from tonight, uh, ten twenty one, yeah. Deer Park. Make sure you guys go out and get your tickets. NYWC Sportatorium. Make sure you guys get them in advance. Go to the website, Remarkable Wrestling, and. Buy your tickets in advance because 
who knows if there'll be any available at the door. So make sure you guys get there and make sure you see this match. It's going to be awesome. We've been talking about championship matches and there's a lot of championship matches galore going on for you. You'll be wrestling Bryce Donovan for his creator pro championship on cap TV on Monday. This is some awesome exposure for you. And I'm sure it's an amazing match. What are your thoughts on Bryce Donovan and what makes him unique to wrestling and what he's oh, bringing man. to the table? Bryce is my, Bryce is my dude. He's another one who's like really helped me out when I was injured and stuff like, and uh, yeah, he was there for me. Bryce is, I don't know. There's a lot of big men in like in this business and Bryce comes off super unique to me because like, it's just, if you pay attention to Bryce, it's like, it's how he carries himself. And like he, even this is crazy because I saw like a mark for him, but I was like, I think I was watching his match against Alec at Creator Pro, um, the show I was like recently on, and right. I was like watching his entrance, and I was like, "Yo, he doesn't look nervous or anything," and like he just has like the swagger of like like he deserves to be the champion, and he is a tough person, man. To come back from like that that lung injury like within crazy. three months, two months, like. It's crazy, but those are that's another guy, man. I consider a brother in his business because, like, he's another one who's just consistently been there and helped me out. So, yeah, mad respect to Bryce. Make sure you guys check that out on Cap TV on Monday. It's a match you don't want to miss. Um, we've been talking about championship opportunities. Let's talk about the championship you currently hold, the Victory Pro Wrestling New York State Championship. You took it from Eric James back in March, two hundred plus days at this point. What does that championship mean to you? And what it what has it done for you to? to I guess, level up, not only victory for um, wrestling, but other, other Indies at large. It kind of like, uh, so, you know, when you're never won a title before, like you only know the chase and stuff. So being that stapled point, like of VPW now and being the workhorse champion is like, it's, it's a lot of pressure, but it, it's, it's something I've been asking for and something that I deserve. So I, yeah, no, it, it it it's it's a lot, but I I respect the title, I respect the, the position I'm in, and you know it's gonna take a lot to take it away from me. You know what I mean? Like, and I this is the belt. You know, BBW. You know, is another place that I was watching when I was a a young kid. So to hold this belt, like it's it's gonna take a lot to lose it. So you mentioned VPW tomorrow night, 2022 Gold Rush Rumble, 20 competitors. One winner. This is another thing you guys should be checking out tomorrow. If you're free, bell time's at 7.30. You can get tickets at the door, $25. So the Gold Rush Rumble is tomorrow. This seems to be like a flagship event for VPW at this point. Been around since about 2010. Uh, what should fans expect specifically from the Big Bufa tomorrow night? Hey, man. Um, I'm going to go in and do the exact same thing I do every single month. I'm going to send them home happy, go home happy, retain that new york state championship and that's and i think i'm going against this kid named kj mack um i haven't really heard a lot of him but hey yo it's a hell of an opportunity and i remember when i was in that position years ago uh it's sink or swim tomorrow so we'll see i can't wait to see it. and you guys can check me out there i'll be at the table doing some media giving out some stickers so come and say hi and go check out most importantly the independent wrestlers of vpw putting on a show tomorrow it's gonna be awesome in Bayshore, new location, guys. So make sure you guys understand it's not where it usually is. It's in Bayshore for the first time, right? It's the first time you guys yeah, went out to Bayshore? Yeah, this is the first time. I think, uh, so, I think we're going to get real comfortable with this area, I think, after this. So. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a cool area over there. So I'm, I'm expecting you guys to be over there a little bit more often. But 
We'll talk about it as it comes closer. Uh, we mentioned Remarkable Wrestling, and Kona Capuccia, alongside teaching from Jack Gallo, has helped you mold your craft as a pro wrestler. Talk about what makes them so effective as educators and their influence on your career thus far. Well, man, Jack, funny story about him. So years ago when I initially joined FTW, he, like, scared me out the building, <laughs> how intense he was. And then I came back and, like, because I was really young. So I – um he was he was tough though. He was very personable and like helped you out like with whatever you need help with. But like that in that conditioning and stuff like that, he was on your ass with that stuff. And same thing with Kono. Kono is somebody you know who I give a lot of the credit to because I was very lost and like and he just like really helped me believe in myself. And uh, like I I still deal with confidence issues and it sucks, but like. He he's somebody who is like, oh, you're you're good. Like, stop getting in your head and stuff like that, and and always thinking, telling me to think outside the box and and ways to improve and stuff like that. And he's he's somebody that is one of the most important people in my life because he's can help me get to this point where I am. So yeah, like it's all that. That's all it is, man. <laughs> it's awesome, and amazing guy, remarkable wrestler. Make sure you guys check them out. I can't emphasize that enough. Next week, next Friday, check out. Halloween Haunted Havoc is going to be a great show. But let's go back in time a little bit. You talked about walking through the doors as a young kid to be training for wrestling. What initially started this journey for you? What brought you into training to be a wrestler? Were you a lifelong fan or was there another reason you got into training? And I guess, when did pro wrestling first catch your eye? So, yeah. I, so it all started when I was like, I think I was about five years old when I when I just like understood it. Because I remember like... um I remember I was really young when I vividly heard, like, my uncles, like, they were listening to, I think, like, Mankind get thrown off the cage or something like that. But I wasn't, like, there for that. Like, I just – I didn't know. So, I think – fast forward a little bit. I was, like, flipping through channels in my room. And I – next thing you know, I stumbled across, like, John Cena screaming. He was doing a promo backstage. He was screaming into, like, into the camera. And I was like, damn. I was like – I was like, what is this? And then I continued to watch, and then, like, I was hooked. So then I watched, like, every single week. And I think this started in, like, 2004, 2005, maybe. And uh, ever since that, I just was such a huge fan of, like, and I loved it so much. I always wanted to do it, but uh, I never thought it was something you could do. So I never pursued it. I would just dream about doing it. Instead, I was I wanted to be a dancer and stuff like that. So when that dream ended for me, I um, I was hanging out with my buddy, and his older brother was like, we were we were doing like some like weird skit for like the show we were doing, and I was like, oh, we need a wrestling ring, like we need to film in this wrestling ring. And my my buddy's older brother was like, hey, uh, we got like my my friend has a wrestling ring. So then um, I went to this garage and I stepped in the ring and like I was like just doing things and and uh, I winded up signing up for the school that would the real school that would attend, which was FTW. And uh, from there, just I just fell in love with it. Like it was great. (laughs) Did you feel like one hand washed the other with the dancing? You felt like the athleticism it took to be competitively dancing just 
immediately you took to the the wrestling stuff? Yeah, I played sports and everything. So like that and like my grandmother forcing me into ballet and and break dancing and hip hop has literally made like my footwork. And it still helps me today. It's like when you learn stuff like that first, you almost like it's almost embedded in your brain that no matter what footwork's important, no matter anything you do. I think across all different athletics, I mean, think about baseball, basketball, football, footwork is essential. If you don't have that right, they talk about quarterbacks all the time. Their footwork's off. They can't do anything. So it is back to basics and you have that baseline. That is, I mean, you're ahead of the curve a little bit. Yeah. So one of my favorite matches that I've seen this year, there's been a few, uh, but this was your match with Tristan Ty, who you alluded to before, back at Bishop the Beach, Beyond Wrestling in September. Uh, Tristan Ty is a special talent. You mentioned him before. Uh, do you have any insight into why this match was so special and what clicked that day? I mean, I know it was on a beach. It was a cool setting, but speak to that match a little bit. Were you, were you there? I was not there. I did actually see highlights. They, someone posted a whole bunch of highlights there. Oh, oh, damn. I'm going to be like, damn, did I miss you at the show? Yeah, uh, this was in Westerly, Rhode Island, right? This was uh, a sick match. Yeah, yeah. This, uh, this match is special to me because he's another one, man. Despite the difference differences we have, like in Remarkable and stuff like that, he uh, he's another one that if it wasn't for him, I don't think the Big Bufa character would really be a thing. And it's only because, you know, like I said, I was riding with him when he told me to just be myself. And even during COVID, and he was dealing with a really bad injury himself, and all we would do is just call each other every night and, like, talk about wrestling and talk about new things to do to make us stand out from everyone else. And that's someone that like also a brother to me and like, I don't know. Yeah. He's, he's just a very special individual and also like an extremely talented person as well. And he deserves the world. So shout out to Patty's beach in Rhode Island that hosted the unique event. It looked amazing. I'm going to show a highlight quick. I'm not sure if it's going to show up on your end, if you're on your phone, but for those listening on audio, this is just a couple highlights of Tristan and Desmond going at it. <laughs> So (laughs) there was a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, in the water, I saw matches went in the water. You guys use very WCW. Like when things happen on a beach, for some reason, for me, I loved it. It That's literally, that's that's what I thought. Honestly, when I showed up to the venue, I was like, damn, like it it literally reminded me of WCW. Like the, the way, like everything, you'll see it when they film camera, it looked like awesome. Like there was a ring and then literally Harkam was pointing like right at the waves crashing onto the beach. That's cool. And it was a sick. Yeah, GCW just did that on the boardwalk last weekend where it was the first time they've done it with on the water. So the hard cam had all the the Atlantic Ocean behind you. And I don't know, it was a unique thing. And that's what makes some venues are awesome like that. When you can pull an indie show and do the fun things around it, I don't know, I think it's awesome. I always wanted to do a show like in a warehouse and like get maybe like get like you know, you know uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater? Of course, yeah, like level one, right? In the in the warehouse. Yeah. So I wanted to run a show there and get like beyond style people around the ring and like skateboarder skateboarding in the back and like that kind of vibe in an abandoned warehouse. That would be fantastic. Cause yeah. you know, like things happen in the background that again, similar to the beach situation, people, I'm sure there were patrons there just going to the beach that day and they happen to be a wrestling show happening right next to them. Right. There, there was actually, uh, 
I forgot their names, but they, they were like the head photographers and videographers. So they wanted us like to shoot like some, some cool B-roll and take some good photos. And we, we had to go down to the beach for that. And you should have seen like, there was like this old couple that were just, I think, they, I think they were on a date or something. And they were like, just looking like at us, like we were freaks. Like you got this like tall ass dude, like six foot seven walking next to me and I'm five foot nine. And like, I'm in overalls, velvet shirt. And like, you're just looking at us like, what are they doing? That's like, funny, was, man. Cause wrestling is so crazy. strange. So let's use the word weird to people that aren't in, in the circle that know, because wrestling is just Hulk Hogan and the rock to some people, but there's this yeah. whole subculture of wrestling. That's truly, it, it's a livelihood for so many people. Yeah. But it's funny when like you expose people by force, they're like, in, they're involved. You have a volleyball game going on next to you, the wrestling ring and worlds colliding. <laughs> All right. So you teamed with Percy Ryan for a while and you guys have wrestled in the past. He's also involved in remarkable wrestling VPW. He'll be tomorrow at VPW at the gold rush rumble. Uh, tell us about your relationship with him in and out of the ring. And uh, is it similar to a lot of different guys as well? I'm going to have to break kayfabe, bro. Sorry. Do it. Me. Do it. I, that's actually like my best friend. Like that is like, I went to high school, middle school with him. Uh, at a, he's like my fucking, my number one. So um, yeah, no, it, it's crazy. Cause we have differences in the ring and we've, every time we're in the ring, we, we clash a lot. Uh, but yeah, uh, I've done so much with him. I've teamed up with him. I've faced him. I've been in multi-man matches with him. Uh, it's, it's crazy. Cause like, I, I finally like seeing stuff for him kick off and like, we're just all our whole group. Cause we have a tight knit group. You know, it's our group is it's me, Gabe, Tristan, uh, Kono, um, Percy, Dom and, uh, yeah. And, and our, and my dude, Sam and Liam. And uh, we're all just a really close, tight knit group, and um, and to see success happening for each other is like awesome. So, yeah, yeah. So with Percy, you guys said you're friends through high school. Did you both decide to train at the same time, or are you kind of happened? He came with me. He came with me because I was nervous. Ah, and I and he he was gonna sit on the sidelines, and then I was like, "Yo, like, just get in here real quick," and then he winded up liking it too so he winded up training like the next week i think so he signed up like the next week yeah shout out to percy ryan go find him on socials as well talented young young dude that's going to be doing big things just like desmond cole is uh so let's go back to fandom nowadays you there's so much to consume as far as wrestling goes i mentioned gcw not to mention the indies you can consume but the main staple companies wwe aw new japan pro wrestling are you following the current products and do you have a preference as a fan? Um, I am following the current product. Um, I will say that Triple H has turned the WWE around so quick. Yeah. Uh, I'm a very, very, very big fan of WWE right now. Uh, I watch, I also do watch AEW. Um, I haven't really been up to par with New Japan, I haven't watched it in a little bit. I, I see clips. But right. uh, I don't really get to like you know watch it when it's on. But I'm watching like all of it. Like I, honestly, like I'm watching ROH. I'm watching AW. I'm watching WWE. I'm I'm watching like Impact. Like I'm watching. I, I watch. I watch everything because it's like it's places you know I want to work. So 
I, I, I look in to see, like, maybe if someone's not doing something like I'm doing it, I, I want to make sure I heighten that so I can get more eyes on me. Yeah, I mean, we see this area produce a lot of stars, and even if it's a, for a quick appearance on Raw and a, and a quick uh, enhancement talent match or even on Dark, I know that uh, they had Papa Don was on, on Dark Elevation taking on Lance Archer and Brian Cage. So you never know when the call is going to be had. I know that uh, Jaden Vallow gets a call. I mean, he feels like he's always in that Northeast area. So, uh, yeah, you never know the opportunity to pop up. And watching as a fan, though, there's there's so much to consume. Do you feel like a change your perspective? I know you said you really enjoyed it when you were not in the business, but like, do you, do you watch it? Like, does it change the enjoyment level for you? Yeah. I mean, Hey, I, I'm going to speak on a lot of wrestlers here. I'm pretty sure that most of us think that we wish we were, we could watch it as a fan again, because sometimes it's so hard to watch it as a true fan when like, when you're in the business, like, you know, the ins and outs and, you know, certain things. I kind of wish I was oblivious sometimes. Like I wish I didn't know why this guy did this. I wish I didn't know about the psychology of things. So I can just kind of dive in and not really care what was going on. But there are sometimes I'm watching something and I'm like, ah, I don't know if that makes sense, but it was something I would never question, you know, cause not no seven, eight, nine-year-old kids are going to be like, oh, I don't know why he put a headlock in after a Canadian destroyer. So, right. <laughs> so. True. That's a whole other conversation we could have. Uh, but a few months ago, you worked with Charles Mason, most notably of House of Glory. Great heel work in the past. I mean, this dude is always killing it. He comes off as a legit killer uh, with the piano wire. And he just, he scares me, dude. Like, I, I mean, seeing him in House of Glory showing up and he's been choking people out. You wrestled him at Limitless in August. What was that experience like? Nuts. That dude is crazy. <laughs> uh, that I really did like that match, though. I um, That match was super fun, and uh, we meshed really well together. But, man, that dude is – he is, that is real. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. That's – yeah. <laughs> I give him some credit. Like, low-key, he wears the – low-key, the wrestler, wears, like, the full suit, like the Hitman stuff and – I don't know. He wrestles in dress clothes. It seems challenging. Oh yeah, the the building we wrestled in, like uh, in Yarmouth, is hot. It's hot as fuck. So like literally, like I think I grabbed him at one point, and he was like drenched, like through the suit. And I was like, I don't know how you're doing it, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't Crazy. know. It seem, like I don't like wearing it on a normal day, like going out somewhere like a wedding. <laughs> I don't know how you're wrestling in it, but. I mean, it is an aesthetically pleasing thing when you see him. He looks like a hitman. That's what he does. It looks like it. Yeah, he definitely like he definitely plays the part really well. I mean, I won't even say play the part, man. He's, he's crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> where, where does the line end of where the reality is? We'll never know. That's the the beautiful part about wrestling. Sometimes, uh, yeah. You talk about all these guys you have relationships with. You specifically spoke about Kono, uh, but I guess speak about. Who is your mentor, your go-to when something's not going right or you just need some advice? Who are you texting? Who are you calling? Uh, I'm I'm texting Gabe, texting Tristan, Kirsty, and Kono. Those are the guys, like, I go before them. Uh, I'm usually like, yo, like, um, also, do you know, you know Dominic De Niro? Yeah. He's another one I, I hit up all the time, like, yo, how do I do this better? But, uh. I mean, if you were really close to me, you'd know that I am I'm very annoying. I am a big critic of my own work, so, like, I always have something to say. 
So I always, I always like be talking to them about like, why did I, did I do this wrong or what can I do better? But like, I'm like that nitpicky. <laughs> How quick are you watching the matches back when they're available? If they're on IWTV, are you watching it back when you get home from the event? Or are you waiting until the next day to let it settle? Um, lately I've been waiting a couple of days. Like I, I wait a little bit cause like I get nervous to watch it back. And then like, then when I get over it, I'll watch it. Cause I realize if I watch something the night of, like I'm just, I have a lot of emotions going on. So like, I just stopped doing that because uh, I just, I just want to have a clear head when I view my stuff. So yeah, I usually take a couple of days. Do you feel nervous still when you get into the ring and you're preparing for a match? What's the buildup for like, say tomorrow you have your night before VPW gold rush rumble. What's the nerves like? And what's your preparation like for tomorrow night? Well, I feel like if you stop getting nervous, you're kind of like starting to tap out a little bit on how much you really love it. I mean, I feel like I, I do get nervous. Like it, it happens like all the time, but like lately I have been finding myself being a little bit more calm than I used to be. Uh, but now before I go out, I, I pray to God and I, I tell him, thank you for, and please protect me. Give me, give me your strength, give me your health. You know, let me keep, let me please keep having fun, you know, protect my knee. I say all of this. Um, then when I'm done, I pace back and forth, exhale, inhale a bunch of different times. And then it all just pours out and then I go out. So that's, it's crazy. Like uh, I used to be, I used to do the most and people used to just look at me like I was crazy. I used to pray and then walk back and forth, jump up and down and scream. But I try to like calm down a little bit. <laughs> It's hard, I'm sure, because it's like it's part of your routine at this point. And like you said, I think it was Animal or Hawk from the Legion of Doom that said it. If you stop getting nervous, then you you really shouldn't be doing it anymore because you're putting on a show and putting your body on the line. There's so much that goes into it aside from just the story you're trying to tell in the ring. It's so multi-layered that people that don't have a passion for pro wrestling, I don't think they really understand that, that everything goes into that before you step through the curtain and through those ropes. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> So this is a kind of an overdone question. I'm sure you've heard it or thought about it. You mentioned two guys that are your favorites growing up, but I'm going to put a twist on it. Uh, give me two dream opponents for Desmond Cole, one that's currently wrestling and a wrestler you wish you could have wrestled throughout any time in history. So they could be retired or passed away, something like that. One that's currently wrestling? Mm-hmm. Like like independence uh no it could be wwe aw dream opponent the person you want to lock up with and you feel like you put the best match possible with if we're talking about current right now i think i would honestly i would love to wrestle um seth rollins that's that's someone i would love to wrestle currently it's just like so much like i think i i don't know because i'm stuck because like seth or like Ricochet, but these are like people like I just, I really want to get in there with. Um, I'm not sure if he's wrestling anymore, but if we're talking about, see, this is very hard because it's just so many. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it is hard. Uh, I'm going to answer it, but then I'm going to give you two additional ones. That's fine. Yeah, so, of course. So RVD. Ooh, I like um, that one. And Eddie Guerrero and Kurt Angle. Those are two dudes that. Man, I got just speaking of footwork, those dudes, the footwork on them, marvelous. Uh, but Seth Rollins, 
just to clarify, the character you'd like to wrestle is the one today, the the you know the conductor character that he has people chanting, or would you want the architect? Like, what's what's Seth Rollins? Because there's been a lot of variations that are cool ones. I you know what I I wouldn't mind the one that's going on right now. I I he's colorful. Yeah, very. <laughs> I I would love. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, there's so many people currently right now, but like he just strike like he just catches my eye, like. He, it's him and obviously Brian Danielson because that is my inspiration of getting into wrestling. Yeah. So, so that's another one. So, sorry. <laughs> no, I I love it. Those two guys are they're great, and it speaks to the type of wrestler you are. And I I could picture those matches happening. And Brian Danielson, I think you could have a killer match with. And I'm hoping, fingers crossed, he's still going when you make it all the way oh. up there. Oh man, thank you. Oh my god, that would be that would be crazy. But they follow the same path as you. They went through the indies, man. They did everything. Tyler Black, Seth Rollins, he grinded. That's what people need to understand. The stars that we enjoy on these big platforms today, a lot of them went through these same channels, the independents. Yeah. That's why we got to support the independent wrestling uh, connection, man. Yeah, I mean, it's just like a wheel. You know, you got to get in those cars. You got to kind of travel. You got to make sacrifices. You know, it's literally, I'm going to be honest, dude, this shit sucks at half the time, but it's, it does, you know, it's rewarding. And, you know, it's it's going to test you. You need to have tough skin doing this stuff. And it's it's tough, you know, it's something that I'm too, too in too deep now. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like advice, but what is one piece of advice that you would give to someone that is just going into wrestling, whether it be they want to be an active competitor or they just want to break into maybe doing something in the business, just breaking in and getting to be known? understand what you're getting into and once you do put your whole heart into it like don't have don't half-ass it because honestly uh like i said the the work you put in is the results you will get and honestly like it's it, it, it like i said it is the most rewarding thing at times but it also is a roller coaster so you got to be prepared for that stuff you know, got to be prepared you know not everyone's gonna like you not everyone is going to enjoy what you're doing because it's not normal for them to see. But like that's that's the beauty of it. Like I've been told like there's some people who don't like me and you know what I'm doing, but it doesn't matter because you know I'm still going and I'm just going to continue to climb the ladder. And living your truth too. You're staying true to yourself. You don't want to just switch up. And you see that in all aspects of different platforms and different professions. People there's going to be haters, and that means you're doing something right. You know so. When you have haters, that means that you're doing something right. Yeah. For sure. So how do you want to be remembered in pro wrestling when it's all said and done? When when you close the book on it, this is sort of a broad answer, but do you want to be known as someone that giving back as far as training or do you want to be known for your in-ring presence? I uh, It's kind of like all the above. I do want to be known for my in-ring presence and I, and I want people to look back and be like, damn, like that guy was like super unique and, and like, and he was like, he was, he was good. He was really good. I also do like, I don't know. I, I really did think about, will I ever want to train like kids when I get older? And it's something that crosses my mind, but as I get older and I get more experience, maybe I'll be like a hundred percent positive on it. It's just right, right now, I'm still, you know, I'm still learning. I, I think you never stop learning, but I, I just want, you know, kids before me. I mean, and people who are even in the same boat as me to just keep learning, 
And like, I feel like once you're like, nah, like, I don't need to learn anything else, then you're definitely in the wrong place because this is, this is something. It's, it's like I said, it's like a wheel. So you'll, you will constantly, you'll find out some new stuff every day. I did notice something you posted on social media. You had a sign with one of the fans that made, brought a sign to, I don't know what indie they brought it to, but it said the big Bufa and you said, this is what it's all about. Can you talk about some of that positive interaction, the inspiration you get from fans that are just getting behind what you're doing? Oh man, that is like, I'm not going to lie. Like that is like one of the best feelings about this. Like this is like, it, it is the reason I wanted to be a wrestler when I, when I came into it, I wanted to touch the lives of people and, and impact them and, I, I limitless like that's another event that's a place that like the fans are so engaged and uh respect to them because they saw me in april for the first time and then like for some reason like they just latched on to me and them doing that has literally helped me like get far in limitless and like they buy my stuff. They come up to me. They want pictures of me. They want me to sign their tickets. They want me to sign their, they want to buy eight by 10. It is, it is literally like, um, no, it's crazy. The love I get over there is actually nuts. Like making signs for me and stuff like that. And they, one guy actually told me like, and I didn't know how to react because out of nowhere, but he told me that like I saved his life. And I was wow. like, out of nowhere, I, you know, I've never really heard something like that before. So he, he told me that and like it has stuck with me. Like I think about it like every almost every day. So wow. it was yeah. That's special, man. It just shows the connection that people have with pro wrestling on every level. That you're you know, we talk about this as an escape, right? So people have these hobbies and they want to escape whatever's troubling them in their lives. And I'm sure it's similar to you in the ring, but for the fans outside the ring, we're going to just enjoy ourselves and and be entertained for whatever it is, three, four hours a night and suspend belief. And that's a beautiful part about the live performance we see. And that is a great story that transcends just the in-ring action. Yeah, man. It was great. Uh, So I guess bigger picture for wrestling and aspirations for the future. What do you think the wrestling world will look like in five years? So do you think there's going to be more relationships? I mean, we, we see hints with WWE and new Japan pro wrestling possibly working together. Do you see more of a, cross-pollination of all these different promotions working together? Uh, do you see more opportunities for, you know, guys like yourself that are looking to break into the business further? Um, I mean, like, I kind of look like this. Like, I've been wrestling for almost about six years now. And this, like, this last six years, wrestling has literally changed so much that it's nothing yeah. like when I started training. So, like, five years is, like, it's so much it's so much density in the wrestling world and literally like, I don't know, like in the next five years, I could see partnerships happening. I could see things being put aside and stuff like that. And I mean, in the last three years, opportunities for guys like me and the Indies have been like crazy. So I just think that it's going to get better. Um, yeah. I don't know. Five, I think five years from now, I think wrestling is going to be even more insane than what's going on right now. And even right now, like, it is just booming <laughs> all over the yeah. place. You said you started watching 0405. That was after the Attitude Era where they would call the biggest boom of wrestling history with you know WCW and, and WWF going head-to-head, and the ratings were astronomical, similar to what the NFL is now. Do you ever see wrestling getting back to that point, or is there too many options? Because that's been sort of the school of thought. People think there's so many options now. You can do Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, 
back in the day, whatever's on TV, that, that's your choice. That's how you're watching what your entertainment. That's a good comparison. Honestly, um, it's, yeah, it's hard, man, because a lot, a lot of shit goes into it. Like, social media is around now, and I feel like, yeah, it helps us, but it does take away from, you know, certain things in this business. And I don't know. I, I don't – it's hard. It's really hard to say because right now I feel like wrestling is the biggest it's been since, like, since the Attitude Era. Like I agree with that 100%. Because – I don't know. But it's also – we have never really seen this before. You you have a casual fan who, like, now, for say, like, can literally watch wrestling every day. That was never a thing. Like – Back in the day, like, you waited for a Thursday, you waited for a Monday or, like, whatever. Like, now, like, I think if someone was, like, I don't feel like watching so-and-so, I'll watch this. Even independence is so in-depth. And now you have all these TV promotions now going in-depth. You have MLW, Impact, ROH now. We got WWE, AW. Like, it's just so much wrestling, which is, like, not there's so much wrestling at this point now that there's like festivals, so like yeah, of different collabs. So like it's a lot. Yeah, it's a, it's an oversaturation at times, but I agree, man. There's a lot to be said about this market that is being built, and it's a different consumption that the fans have. There's and in a lot of ways too. I think about this. I remember I used to have to go to Coliseum, rent Coliseum videos at the local VHS store, like a Blockbuster, or th- my place was called Mister Video in Oakdale, New York. But there's oh, like I, I I knew it. That's crazy. Oh, that's funny. We're probably from like the exact same area. But <laughs> the craziest part is that now it's almost wrestling's competing against itself because if I want to watch WrestleMania six in lieu of watching SmackDown right now, I could because you have so much access. I could tap onto my Peacock app and get anything I want. I can watch ECW 1998 at any given time. So the game has certainly changed and the saturation of the market it changes how we measure success. Like, I don't think we can measure the success the same way we were measuring in 1999. When the network came out, dude, I was blew my mind. Yeah. I was like, dude, I was in my glory. Cause I had, I, I was a DVD kid and I had all these pay-per-views on DVD and stuff like that. And then like when that, that shit hit the market, like I was fathomed that I could literally watch like yeah. old episodes of Monday night raw and stuff like that. And I was in my glory. I had the same three episodes of raw from like 1999 on a VHS that I happened to tape. And that would be my go-to. If I wanted to watch wrestling, that wasn't one of these pay-per-views I'd pop it into the VHS and VCR and man, it changed the game. Like I did during 2020 when everybody was shut down, I watched 1997 in sequence. I watched all the raws. I watched all the, yeah, that's great. I did the same thing. Awesome. I did the same thing, but I did it with uh, the ruthless regression era. That's awesome. So you went what oh oh two to oh four, or did you go just oh three? I went oh two to oh eight or oh seven. You went straight through. That's amazing. Yeah, I was. It was like all I was doing. So I was like, I was watching like even like with my boys. I was called. We would literally group call each other and just watch like Monday Night Raw, and then we would go to SmackDown, and then we would go. We would keep doing it till we got to a pay per view. It was crazy. <laughs> On this channel, I do a show called Shot Nostalgia with my partner, Mike Belcaster, and we're covering WCW 1996. So we have three episodes left. We're at World War III, which is the next episode we're doing. And 
we're going to ECW 1995. So we don't know where we're going for season three, but it's been a lot of fun because we dive into the newsletter and find out what was going on behind the scenes and go through Meltzer because Meltzer, whether people like him or not, he is a historian. He has all his stuff written out there and whether he's wrong or right, we can tell now because things have already happened 26 years later. A lot of times he's right though, which is funny, but either way he, he provides the background. It's a fun show and I think people should do it. Go back and watch old wrestling in sequence. It's hard to get an idea about what things are when you don't watch them in context. Like 1997, you don't appreciate it until you see the full story of being built. That is true, yeah. So part of the show is talking about future stars such as yourself. We mentioned a lot of different names that you guys go check them out, whether it be Percy Ryan, Gabriel Sky, Tristan Ty, everyone we mentioned, check them out. Who are three wrestlers in your mind right now that you would recommend for people to look at? I guess besides those guys I mentioned, you can mention them again just to put it out here if people want to clip it to break out in 2023 and why. Um, you said to mention like three other ones. Yeah, uh, we, we'll we'll mention them again. Gabriel Sky, Percy Ryan, Tristan Ty. If you want to add some others to that list, um, I think people need to like pay more attention to Dominic De Niro. I think he's had a great year this year, but like. I feel like he's like he needs to be on TV because he has like the believability and everything like about him, and I don't know he's just someone that is just so real to me. Like, and I've wrestled him too, and I love that match. And like, he, I don't know, it just it just hits with me. Uh, him, um, oof. Uh, there's a, there's a, a dude in H2O, and his name is uh, Reed Walker. He's another one. He was actually on a Remarkable Show. He's another one that, like, he gives me, like, Tyler Black vibes from ROH. So him, like, his his footwork, I, I think he's another one that's going to, like, just skyrocket. Um, and another one that I worked that he's already having a really good year, uh, Ichiban. Like, he's going to be on a Remarkable is, Show, yeah. He is. He is. I. He's another one who's just like. I feel like we finally got a really, really, really good luchador like on the indies, and like I think he is like he's the bomb because <laughs> we we had a really good match together. That is awesome. I have some quick hitters before before you go, and I added an extra one for you. So since you're from Long Island, fellow Long Islander, best type of bagel. What are you going to when you go there? Oh, too. I'm getting a. Egg everything bagel with scallion cream cheese. Specific. I love it. Best <laughs> pizza on the island. If you had to get a slice anywhere, driving's not an issue. What's the best slice? Best slice or like place? Best regular slice and best place. I'll, I'll specify it like that. I love. All right. Cafe Michi has like. Port Jeff Station. Is that Cafe Michi? There's one in there too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, they have an amazing chicken, bacon, and ranch slice. And it's, dude, it's so good. <laughs> Fire. Go to beach. Oh, Smith Point. Okay. You're a, you're a sand guy, not a rock guy. North Shore has all the rocks. Nah. And stuff, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. No good. <laughs> and I added one for you. Favorite Michael Jackson song. Oh, wow, dude. You got to be <laughs> kidding me. Damn, we're gonna be here for another hour. That's oh, crazy. bonus points if you could sing it for us. Cause I mean, if you could dance, I know you could sing, dude. Dude, 
This is this is a hard one. It's the hardest one all night. That's why I saved it for last. You had to give me a second. All right, let him think here. But while he's thinking, I'm going to hype up Gold Rush Rumble while you're thinking, all right? So Gold Rush Rumble tomorrow, 2022 Gold Rush Rumble. 20 competitors, one winner Saturday night. That's tomorrow, October 15th. Make sure you guys don't miss it. Desmond's going to be there. Percy's going to be there. Make sure you guys check it out. You can buy your tickets. Come say hi to me. I'll have a table there. Turnbuckle Tavern, uh, giving out stickers, giving out keychains. Everything's for free. Come say hi. Filming some content. Just having a good time enjoying independent wrestling. All right. I think I got it. I think it's Dirty Diana. All right. That is. That has to be like, yeah, I think that's my favorite one. Hell yeah. All right. So this is going to put the finishing touches on what was a great interview. And I want to thank you again for joining me. This has been a, a blast, dude. You're always welcome on here. And I can't wait to see you in person tomorrow and future oh, yeah, events man. for Remarkable Wrestling. And I look forward to working with you there. Oh, yeah. Honestly, uh, I, I love doing these when they go right. Like, obviously, if I have someone who can flow a good conversation, it doesn't even feel like we're talking this long. I love yeah. them. But there are some of these that I have did. I am not going to lie to you. I'm a very personable person. And there are some people that I have done podcasts with that are just like, they ask a question, I answer, and they just stare. And, like, this is like, <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's definitely a nuanced thing. And uh, people have a tough time sometimes having conversations. But I appreciate you popping on here. But give me a few things people should expect from you uh, for the rest of 2022. We have about two months left. And going into 2023, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I have a really banger of a year. Uh, some of the stuff hasn't got announced yet, but um, some good stuff coming up this year. Uh, and I, I promise I'm ending with a bang. I'm getting better, I'm getting better and better. I've been training really hard, I've been dieting really hard. So I don't know. I, I think people should really stay tuned to my social media and um, wherever, you know, IWTV, I'm, I'm on there a lot. And uh, I'm gonna be popping up in there a lot more in the last you know, come up, coming forward. So guys, remember to follow Desmond on Instagram. I included his social in the bottom. I'll also include it in the description. Great follow on Twitter as well. Uh, the, at the real underscore DC on Twitter at the official underscore Desmond underscore Cole on Instagram. Great content. Make sure you guys follow him. Stay up to date where he's going to be. He's all over the Northeast. Who knows when he's going to make his West coast debut. He's gonna be all over the place. I just know it. So make sure you guys stay tuned to and locked into what he's doing. Big things ahead for 2023. Thank you so much, man. I really need to talk to you. And Desmond, I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Good luck in the Gold Rush Rumble. Good luck at your world title match. Uh, Halloween Haunted Havoc. Remarkable Wrestling on Friday, 1021. I'll show the card one more time. Hype it up. Make sure you guys get there and check this out. Support independent wrestling, guys. For the Ace of the Tavern, for Desmond Cole, I'll see you guys next time.